Music has been part of my life since I was a little girl. I remember passing the time in the car, my dad in the front seat, my mom right next to him, and five little girls strewn along the station wagon. Anybody who remembers that word, the station wagon in the back. And we would sing Alouetta, which was my dad's way of teaching us French. Oh my gosh, we love music as a family. And I seem to remember songs better than anything in my life. You know, just yesterday I was walking on a path in the morning and I started singing, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I envisioned flashlights being on my feet. It was kind of dark out and these flashlights going before me along the path so I could see and not fall off the path. Well, that phrase or that song is actually Bible scripture that was turned into a song that I learned years ago. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And what came to mind was our recent episode about the blueprint that God has for every one of our lives, the actual path he'd like us to follow, and the fact that his word is the flashlight to light the way. You're going to want to stay tuned today because Teresa and I are going to share the truth about how God can guide every step on the path of your life. Welcome to the Well-Versed Woman Podcast. I'm Renee Teller here with my co-host, Teresa Morgan. We're two perfectly imperfect women who have a heart to share God's love with you. If you've been tuning in, the last several episodes, we have shared with you about how important it is to have a relationship with God, not religion, how God is love, how God actually created every one of us and has a blueprint, a plan for our lives. But before we get started, you know we always like to stop for 20 seconds and really ground ourselves and give ourselves the opportunity to hear from God, to be still and open our hearts and our minds and our ears to listen to what God would have to say today. So I want you to close your eyes while we start our 20 seconds of being still and asking God to intervene right now. Here we go. There's our 20 seconds. Doesn't that feel better? And while you're being still, go ahead and hit that subscribe button because if this is your first time listening, you're going to want to go back and listen to the other episodes. And if you hit subscribe, you'll be reminded to go back and listen to what God had to say in the previous three episodes. You certainly don't want to miss any of that, do you, Teresa? That's right, Renee. Absolutely not. So we are building this relationship with God as we listen to the Word of God, which is the Scriptures. And as I said in the beginning, the Word is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. And that seems kind of crazy that we can actually study the word that Teresa and I are bringing to you through this podcast, hear those truths 
The word is true, accurate, and complete, and it can actually be our guidance to this life that we're trying to live. Right, Teresa? That's exactly right, Renee. You know, God's Word, the Bible, it's such a treasure chest of the greatest truths in life that one could ever know. In it, we have explored and we've talked a little bit about, in this book, we find a God who, because of His intense love for us, took on the form of a man in order to come to the earth he had made and pay the penalty for the sins of the mankind that he had made. Wow. So Jesus suffered, died on the cross for everyone so that everyone who receives this truth by faith are reunited to God. You know, John chapter 1 verse 14 tells us that this God-man, Jesus Christ, brought with him grace and truth. I so love that. I so love that. Here is a God who loves humanity, and he takes on the form of flesh to come down and be a living example and a model and a teacher of the greatest truths so that our life is filled with good and precious things. And then he dies on a cross, sheds his blood for us. This is love. This is truth. And this is grace in action. In the, in, in the pages of the Bible, we see a God that over and over beckons us to come to him and follow him. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Renee, the scripture you referred to about God's word being a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, that is found in Psalm 119, verse 105. Wow, a divine God that provides a divine flashlight. Amazing. So true, Teresa. And the greatest love, and we know this, and we honor our military, and in the times we're living right now, we honor our healthcare workers because we talk about the greatest love being that one lays down their life for another. That's what God did. He sent his son, and that's what you're saying, to lay down his life for us because we had to be human, sinful man, had to be reconciled to this perfect Godhead, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We needed that reconciliation. We needed a Savior because in our humanity, we couldn't have a relationship with an all-perfect God without the Savior. Does that make sense? That's exactly right because the Bible declares and teaches without the shedding of blood, there was no remission for sin. So the beautiful thing is Jesus Christ came, he kept the law perfectly, and then he shed that blood. And when we, by faith, accept Jesus into our hearts to be Lord and Savior, the great exchange takes place. We become righteous. The Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, that that may be a big word for some, righteousness, but plainly what it means is that we come back into right standing with God. And once that right standing with God is established and the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of our spirit, the blueprint has begun, the blueprint of life. And as we walk with him, his grace leads us room by room, his hand in our hand to unfold the plans in the purposes in life. You know, I, I say to people when I teach this, Renee, that if a fish is out of water, they're barely alive. But when they get placed 
back into the water, they can swim and breathe and gain the oxygen. They're now fulfilling their purpose. I liken that to the experience that we have with God when the Holy Spirit comes into our spirits to live and take up residence. He doesn't just sit there, right? He has a job to perform. And that is helping us to unfold the very pages of our life. And he does it in such a beautiful way through his love, through his grace. He'll take us and he'll start teaching us what we were meant to do. And I love that. That sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? You might be asking yourself that. I remember back to those five little girls in the car singing Alouetta. We, every Sunday after church, used to get donuts. And I was so indecisive. I would let the donut plate, Teresa, go all around the table until everybody had what they wanted because it didn't really matter to me what donut. And that permeated my life, you know, through college and beyond. And when I got to know that I could have a God direct my steps and I didn't have to make every decision, it sounded too good to be true that God actually wants to lead me in life. And if I spent more time going to him, being still like we do for 20 seconds every episode, meditating, being with him, he will reveal this truth that you're talking about. And it is too good to be true. It's actually wonderful, right? It is so wonderful. Psalm chapter 37, verse 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. And he delights in every detail of their lives. It, it's, it's such a, a beautiful picture of a loving father who comes in and says, here, here are the details of your life. Here's the blueprints. Here's what's going to bring you oxygen in real life. And you're not alone. I'm going to lead you step by step. And I delight in doing this. Psalm 37 verses 4 and 5 says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he gives you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to him, trust in him, and he brings things to pass. Wow, so many beautiful verses of the Bible. They give us confidence in faith, in believing that God will do what he says he will do in his word. Psalm 32, 8 says, God is speaking. I will instruct and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Romans 8, 14 says, for as many are as are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. There is not a better way in life to live each day than being led by God, the Creator. Yeah, absolutely. The important thing, the important element that's involved in this guidance that we want, because people might say, well, I've prayed and I don't get guidance. And I love when you talk about how we need to cooperate with God, how we need to yoke ourselves to him, Teresa, for one thing, right? How we need to be tied head to head with God as we go through. That's exactly correct. In this day and in these times we're living, many of us have such a heavy heart to see what is going on and the injustices and the tragedies. And uh, I don't think you would be human if you didn't feel the heaviness. But Jesus says in his word in Matthew 11, verse 28, God beckons us, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
in the next episode, Renee and I are going to be sharing about the incredible grace of God. And when we are yoked to God, yoking means so connected to Him that He lifts our burdens. He comes in with special anointing, which is God's grace to do what we cannot do on our own. And we know just by looking at the world, the beauty of life, that when he touches something, he brings a whole new dimension of joy and understanding and peace that we cannot obtain on our own. It reminds me of my fears, which caused my perfectionism, Teresa, that I'm so afraid that I'm going to misstep, so afraid that everything isn't going to be perfect. And that was before I knew the Lord. That was before I brought Jesus into my heart. Since then, my perfectionism still exists and I work on it, but I am reminded over and over again about the grace of God. And I love the scripture. One of the scriptures that I recited early on in my journey, which was in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, that God's compassions never fail. His mercies are new every morning. I used to say to myself, his mercies are new every morning. It's okay, Renee, and great is his faithfulness. And next week, you're going to want to stay tuned and you're going to want to understand deeply this grace of God. It is powerful. The grace of God enables the truths of his word to be accessed in such a way that we're able to do it. So let's just give a practical example here, Renee. If, if we see in the word of God that God's word says to love one another, and you know, we might be angry at our partner, angry at our spouse, and we might want to act in the flesh and right come up and say something nasty or just take our anger out. The grace of God comes in where we can just say, Lord, help. And the help of the Holy Spirit starts infiltrating our emotions and our minds so that we don't stuff what we're feeling, but it is brought into a situation that will bring calm and that it will bring peace. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about be angry, but do not sin. The Bible has a lot to say about a soft word turns away wrath. So in every situation in life, we can look to God and because of his grace for us, he'll come in almost as a rescue, but he does it with us because he wants us to grow. And I think, you know, if if we understand that there is a cooperation on our part with God um, so that our character can grow and so that we can become all God wants us to to become, if we understand there there is a cooperation that is needed, we will be better able then to embrace the grace of God when it comes. Mm, that's perfect, Teresa. Again, if this is overwhelming, this thought of a relationship with God is just so big and overwhelming. You're going to want to stay tuned next week as we share with you more about God's grace. Teresa, we have to ask the question that we ask every week. What is the well-versed woman's favorite verse of the Bible? Absolutely, Renee. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. 
Now, just a reminder, everyone, we are giving away free Well-Versed Woman journals so that you can take notes on these episodes to the first 100 that write a review. So I need you to go to your podcast, hit subscribe, and write a review. In addition, please don't forget that the scriptures that we talk about in every episode are in what they call the show notes. So if you scroll down on your favorite podcast, platform and click on the word details and continue scrolling, you're going to get the links that you need to click on to get the show notes. If there's any questions about that process or questions about these episodes, please feel free to reach out to us at Renee at ReneeTeller.com or on any social media platform. And we do have a community Facebook group called Well-Versed Woman. So go ahead and ask to join that group. We'd love to answer your questions in there as well. Until next time, we love you. We'll see you soon.